so I joined back in 16 when my son was in eighth grade, and he's now about to graduate from college, and I'm still supporting the team. Uh -huh. um, I can attest to the fact that the students uh, have a ton of fun. They do. They experience a lot of growth, uh, and they develop lifetime friendships. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin FM radio dial, 102.9, here in our radio studio today with a couple of folks from the First Alarm Robotics Group to talk about robotics. How exciting is that to start the year? So we have Steve Dunbar. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to this discussion. I appreciate you having us in. And Pallavi. Narada. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this. I remember the day when you had just signed the lease for the operation in the Red Brick School, and I was the town council meeting I was at, and you brought in the lease document on the robotics device. Um, wheelie thing. You had a little trouble, but the kids went off and fixed it and successfully brought it in. That was, that was an exciting night. <laughs> it was. And you've been using the Red Brick School since then. Yeah, and it's worked out very well for us. Uh, the kids really enjoy it. Uh, the town's been great to us, and uh, the team is growing. Which is all good. I mean, robotics, especially technically in this day and age, from the education background that I have, I, listeners may recognize, you may not know, but I started as a teacher and then couldn't get a full-time job, so I switched to corporate life and I've been teaching indirectly since then um, and doing this in the studio we're still helping people indirectly by finding out okay what is this robotics group what do they do so you're going to be telling us today some of those things yeah so I I'm ready to go I, I can tell you a little bit about the team if you're ready to do that absolutely yes okay all right so uh, the 4-H alarm robotics we're a basically a club designed to develop students primarily and uh, also to build and compete with 100, 120 pound robots. Uh, we're a child nonprofit of uh, UMass Extension of the 4-H Foundation which is another great organization for children. Uh, we've got career professionals with varying skill sets teaching students real-world skills including programming, computer-aided design, electricity, mechanics, uh, teamwork and leadership uh, amongst many others. Um, Many of our mentors uh, are veterans that have been teaching uh, alarm robotics for 17 plus years. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I think we pointed out, uh, we're located at the historic Red Brick Schoolhouse, Correct. which is very cool in itself. Continuously running one room schoolhouse in the country, the oldest one. So, we, so we, they we, say. We, yeah, and we, we certainly, with that. your operation, continuing that educational aspect certainly is helping the town because currently, as a pure educational facility it doesn't meet our needs but it, it at least meets yours oh it's absolutely perfect for our needs uh, yes. it's, it's pretty much just the right size I mean I admittedly could be a little bit bigger but the you know when we moved into that building the town retrofitted some things for us we have a like a one and a half ton milling machine that they I saw the support the floor so and put a foundation <laughs> for it right otherwise that basement. probably would have gone right through and yeah uh, otherwise we've respected the interior decor that is there right. we still have the old murals that the kids painted long long ago right uh, very cool very yep. cool to be in there it's 
interesting to go back to one of the details you mentioned that the size of the robots is 120 pounds. Is there a safety reason or some other technical reason around why that limitation? Yeah, I, well, I think to correct me, I think there's a 120 pound limit, so it could be lower than it that. could be lower than that, but you can't go higher there, than that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, the, the I think the kickoff in a little bit, but they you know they give us every year they is a different. Obstacles competition for the robots, and right. they have but the, so the particular weight challenge to to devise right. something to meet the needs of Correct. whatever the challenge is. And there's restrictions for weight, for dimensions, both height and width and length, etc. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's just, even on from a writing perspective, getting forced to a format and a time frame forces that creativity, which I think is one. Of, while you're STEM and electrical and mechanical etc but that creativity part also plays in there yes yeah I mean, the kids right out of the gate so we we actually have our kickoff for the season this coming saturday at the library um that's when the kids find out what this year's competition is going to be it's uh, like a grand opening they give okay. little teasers but they don't uh -huh. tell you what it is so a little bit of a drum roll yeah. before you the, the and release. we get together and then they tell you what the robot's got to do and then the kids go right into prototyping with cardboard and stuff to try and figure out how they're going to solve okay those challenges yeah and then they turn the prototypes into test pieces and you know you know building you know claws to the robot to pick things up mm-hmm you know, bringing it from a cardboard prototype to an actual mechanical thing, and then you know, you know, quite often they don't work, and you gotta pick something else. Uh, and it's just the kids learn how to plan, strategize, uh, regroup, mm -hmm. um, communicate. It's it's uh, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, and certainly learning from failure is a key piece in that because if something doesn't work, okay, well, why doesn't it work? Where do we go? How do we fix that? Yeah, Pallavi, did I miss anything? Um, so it's a worth um, mentioning that they don't give us any instructions about how to build the robot. They, We are supposed to figure that out ourselves. Right. So it's like one-of-a-kind competition where you figure out how you're going, what type of base you're going to build, how are you going arms gonna be like what mechanism you want to use and the, the team has to decide that so it's like pretty cool that mm -hmm. you don't get any instructions you whatsoever. just have an objective correct and then how am I gonna meet that objective yeah and I'm assuming and for validation they could reuse some pieces if they had a particular device or a component from prior that may play here as well they could do that that's right they could uh, they could reuse some mechanisms. They could adapt them. Adapt would be a better word. Like sure. the yeah. every year we we get a new challenge, so you could never really re replicate the same stuff. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. By design, really. Yeah. You don't want to have you you want to foster that. Well, do something different. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, we go to competitions, and and I was so one of the, I think the coolest things about robotics competitions uh, is that. When the, the kids go to those, and the way they're structured, they have, I think, nine different individual three-on-three three three robot competitions. So okay. they, they're going against, they're paired up with two teams, other teams that they've never met, okay. most likely, yep. against three teams that they've never met on a competition field, doing the obstacles that were going to be announced this Saturday. Okay. And so they have to pair up, with, find the other team captains, strategize on what each robot's strength is, 
plan on how they're going to score the most points over the other team out there. Uh, the other team, meaning the three together. They have, two, they have two partner teams, and then they have three opponent teams. Oh. So they have to partner with the two teams and strategize on what their individual strengths within the team are yep. and how they're going to score the most points on the field. And then, inevitably, they go out there. Um, quite often, somebody something breaks on the robot. Right. And they got to come back into the pit. And they might have... And, and the I think there's... there's the minimum time frame is probably like maybe 20 minutes before mm -hmm. your next competition. Next, right. And you're paired with two different teams Ooh. against three more robots. Okay. So they have to re-strategize, they have to communicate again yeah. while they're fixing the robots. So the kids often split up. Some go meet with the other captains to strategize Divide and conquer. while the other kids are fixing the robots. Mm -hmm. So the kids learn how to work together, uh, communicate with other people that they've never met. Mm -hmm fix the robot under pressure, sell problems under pressure. Yeah. Um, and it's just a terrific thing. I mean, just, Absolutely. It's something that you can't just go to, you, can, you certainly can't go down to the store and buy a book on that captures all of that and allows you to have the fun that these kids have. Absolutely. Yeah, and that has real-world applications as we could come up with any a kind of an example, but to have the practice and the opportunity to do that in right. that kind of a setting, that's priceless. Yes, it is. It's engineering in a nutshell. It is. Absolutely. And thinking on your feet, because even if you've done the planning and the preparation, then now with two new groups, you've got to figure things out. And then whatever goes on, then you've got two more groups to figure out and, and whatever goes on. That, that, that in itself is the challenge, but the opportunity there is, yeah, that's great. And we have, uh, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I mean, we have anywhere from eighth graders to seniors in high school. So, so we have that kids that are... As well. Yes. Yeah. So the younger kids are learning from the older kids. Sure. I, mean, I, I should say the mentors even learn from the eighth graders. I mean, we, <laughs> we learn something new every day, too. All, right. All of our mentors yep. are open to learning something new from the mm -hmm. kids as well. So Definitely. It's that a sounds, great environment. That sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. So about how many do you have in the group? So we've got roughly 20 active students from a 10 different towns so we're a regional team so right. we're not restricted to just Franklin students. Right. Chloe you're based here but you're not totally drawing from here you can draw from anywhere with whoever wants to come within that region. Correct yeah we have a few from Franklin we've got several from North Attleboro which is uh, Pallavi's hometown or not mm -hmm. hometown but it's your town right and uh, we've got one that's as far as Johnston Rhode Island which is right. kind of a haul. It can be but, yeah uh, but yeah, so you know, we've got quite quite a variety of um, representation on the team. Uh, we've got seven active mentors. They're all from Massachusetts. Uh, we've got uh, well, Pallavi's from North Attleboro. Her husband's from North Attleboro too. They're two of our active mentors. We've mm -hmm. got one from Natick. Uh, we've got two from Franklin, including myself. Yeah, and the mentors, I assume, bring various levels of background to the team in regards to whether it's the STEM, engineering, electrical, or whatever. Right. Yeah, we've got, yeah, so, yeah, like Arnold's our programmer. we got Jim's our mechanical guy. He teaches the kids all about gear ratios. Um, everybody kind of knows how to use the power equipment. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah. And we've got uh, Ajit Pallavi's husband does has been teaching the kids CAD all, CAD all summer. CAD, computer-aided um, design. Yeah, yep. computer-aided design. There's a lot to be learned. We, we don't, we don't, we, we let the kids decide where they want to focus their time, you know, what 
mm-hmm. excites them. You know, some kids just want to build the robots. Other kids want to do the design. Sure. Uh, yeah. The wiring, and it's 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 also the kids learn in the lab how those things need to coordinate. So yeah. you get kids programming the robot, you know, the signals that tell the robot what to do, and you got the other kids building the arms of the robot. And quite often we find that they don't fit physically, don't fit on the robot. Ah. So they gotta either move something, mm-hmm. or because the the way that the program works, it can't make the robot robot do oh, the wrong what they thought sense. it was going to do. Yeah. So they got maybe yeah. they got to change the mechanics of the robot right. to match what the joystick can do. Mm-hmm. So sure. it's so it's uh, that that's a real it's another real world uh, coordination challenge that we face yeah. every day. Yeah, I I see that, and if anything, from this particular position in uh, both radio and news. Communication and knowing the details and the right questions to ask and the right problems to solve. Don't waste your time going over there if this is really the root cause. And if you can get to the root cause quicker, then that's going to help things quicker. And if, you know, the other comment I usually say is, you know, we can talk about green grass all the time. And your green grass may be different from my green grass. And as long as this it rains, it's going to grow green. But at some point in time, when you want to get that particular shade of green. That's the devil in the detail, and boy, that matters. And yeah, if you don't have the right code for the code to go to the arm, the arm instead of turning right is going to turn left. And oops, no, that's no yeah. good. Right, right. So what else do you do? So, Palava, do you you want me to go through the achievements that you guys have done in this? The outreach, yeah. Yeah. So that, so I, I do want to say this that um, you know, so I'm the the business manager end of the team, okay. and I'm. Too busy to spend a lot of time in the lab, but I, you know, I stop in when I can. But Pallavi and her husband and the other mentors are there all the time, particularly during uh, when Bill's season starts this Saturday. They're in there every day yep. except Friday, I think Friday. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So um, they're in there a lot, taking care of these kids, and doing things with them. And, and particularly this, normally our the act the most active season is the kickoff January sixth through April. Right. Uh, but. Um, Balavi and Ajit and a couple of others have have pushed the team to they've been getting together on a semi frequent basis mm-hmm. the entire season to cover right. things like uh, they've been teaching the kids CAD programming and, and using the machines. Yep. So we've got a, a, an incredible head start on this uh, build season. Yeah, because you um, one of the programs I think you've been coordinating through the library. Yes. That that's on Wednesdays I think is that's yes. one of the continuing kind of off season work that. Yes. So Draws in new kids, but uses your kids to facilitate, as I understand it. Yeah, so two of our teenagers, um, Aditya and Wanch, they've been teaching a 12-week FLL Explore program for grades second through fourth. So um, they are teaching 12 students and two teams um, across these 12 weeks. So mm-hmm. the same 12 kids for all these 12 weeks. Yep. And they will be going to competition the junior robotics teams, junior alarm red and junior alarm black, will be going to competition soon. We're very proud of them. They're adorable, but they are also incredibly smart, and we have made a lot of progress with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. they, there was a work session, I guess, you had on a Saturday sometime, and I was walking through the library, and the groups, and there was a the pool noodles all around the room, I guess. That was our driver practice, yeah, <laughs> very loud. Uh, yeah. It was like, 
ooh, what's going on there? And then I realized it was like, oh, that made so much sense. That was our swerve drive. You must have seen it zipping around the place. Uh huh. Definitely. Um, so we are very grateful to the Franklin Public Library for letting us teach that program, and that allows us to create a sustainable flow of students sure. who would be interested in robotics. Yes. So that you know we build them up from the elementary school mm -hmm. in the middle school and then we invite them into the high school right. robotics program yeah yeah i just saw uh, an instagram post one of the there was a group of teachers i think one with the dli digital learning integrationist and a couple of others and they were looking at some uh lego uh tools that would seem to be getting like the building blocks to do some mechanical devices etc which is another piece i think it you can tap into and utilize cool so you uh you also mentioned that uh, previously to me that the hackathon yeah stuff. so you, you want to yeah our our team conducted a six hour long scratch hackathon for um town uh, kids mm -hmm. it was for grades um like middle school, okay. um, fourth through eighth grade, and um, it was uh, in October, so the theme was Halloween, and so students uh, were grouped into teams of three, and they created projects that were interactive, um, video games, uh, animations, using a freely, um, like a freely shared software called Scratch, okay. which is created by MIT. Right. Um, and then they presented their projects to judges and awards were given out. Um, we gave out participation medals and we basically celebrated programming and kids mm -hmm. learning programming. Sure. And I think you had a bunch of folks that day, if I recall. Oh my God, we had a full house, yeah. <laughs> 40 kids, I think? 40 kids, yeah. yeah that's incredible. So, 40 kids on a Saturday spending time to, to, to do <laughs> some programming. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with cool. that. Nothing wrong with that. And it was like the day, you you might remember, it was raining cats and dogs. Still, like, you know, that did not deter anybody. People right. were there. Yes. They had fun. Yeah. Um, the, the local Paisonis pizza shop, they gave, a, they donated pizza for the kids. Sure. And pizza and robotics and programming always go together. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dunkin' Donuts donated some, like, goodies. So it was, like, such a nice celebration of like, you know, fostering these technology skills in kids in yes. our local community. Yes, yeah, there's, that was all goodness. Yeah, I was doing a bunch of walking around that day and I tried to get to the library to stop by and I just, I didn't, I ran out of time. I wasn't gonna be able to get there and then Parking was to, also tight. Parking, well, that's why yeah. I was walking, but even in the rain, I was just, I was gonna <laughs> be drenched by the time I got there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, I remember that one. So th then the other, the other thing we wanted to mention was that some of the students, our, our members, have refereed, volunteered to referee the first Lego League, so the younger kids. Mm -hmm. um, and we uh, encourage that to all of our members to sure. get the referee training that they need and then yep. to volunteer with those events. I, a lot of you dragged me into, I shouldn't say dragged, <laughs> asked me to volunteer to, to be a judge at first Lego League competition. Thank you for doing that, yeah. It was an absolute riot. It was the most entertainment I've had on a weekend in a long time. I oh, mean, cool. Just to see the enthusiasm on those little kids and they had a, you know, have, they had like their little script ready and they were just so excited, you know. We had one all-girls team that created a, 
they created like a pet shop out of Legos. It was just awesome. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, a great experience. Yeah. The, so the, it's another way they contribute. Absolutely. Our team contributes yeah. to, the, no, back the, to the community. The youth come naturally with creativity and curiosity. And to the extent that you can foster both the creativity and the curiosity and, and oh, by the way, have fun with that as well, there's nothing wrong with that part. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, we want our team members to have this uh, innate sense of like giving back to the community of right. being like a good civil citizen mm -hmm. and like being part of the solution because many of these endeavors are run on the shoulders of volunteers. Right. And we need to like, you know, instill these values that they, they have so much knowledge, they have so much energy mm -hmm. and this is robotics. Like even when you volunteer, you come back to the same field. It's like a win-win. Yes, I think we've covered a bunch, but you may have some more that we want to cover to at least allow, if people haven't already been, had their appetite wet in terms of, hmm, let me find out some more. How do we do this? <laughs> yeah, so a couple more things. So we talked about the competition. That was one of the things that I, I wanted to mention just because it's just yep. an incredible experience. The season uh, starts. For the kids. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, the other things I would mention is that, you know, we, we have plenty of job openings for the kids to, you know, you know, if you're just an art person, you're not necessarily a robot builder. We, mm -hmm. we have a need for that. We have, uh, you know, we got to get our uh, sponsor logos on the robot. We, we, you know, we, we try and prototype right. the field full size so that the, we can test our robot. Yep. Well, we decorate those. We got to get those painted. Uh, mm -hmm. Our bumpers have to be uh, seamed on and, and covered. We need a full-fledged design team. Okay. It's the so need of art. Yeah, yeah. It's not just tech. Correct. design and obviously the communications within that certainly yeah yeah so we yeah so we don't say oh we you know we have a job opening for a kid with one specific skill it's like you come in mm -hmm. and you you get to pick what you want we mm -hmm. encourage the students to try everything right. expose themselves to everything yeah. but they can ultimately pick what they want to do start uh, with something and then go do something else and then expand accordingly yeah and so Speaking from, so I joined back in 16 when my son was in 8th grade, and he's now about to graduate from college, and I'm still supporting the team. Uh -huh. um, I can attest to the fact that the students uh, have a ton of fun. They do, they experience a lot of growth, uh, and they develop lifetime friendships in there. Yeah. So, I mean, those things alone, in addition, you know, besides the competition, right. are something right. that I think... Yeah worth considering and never mind the skill set and the problem solving in real life under pressure problem solving that as we talked before that that's that's self priceless but it, it's, it's going to be used forever i'm chuckling because there are many adults that don't know how to do that <laughs> how, at some point in time how do we do robotics for adults <laughs> yeah yeah well you can't take any adults no, on no, the team no. yeah. we could take some mentors <laughs> So one, a couple other things that are important that I forget about is that first, so first robotics competition, right. the first organization is, is excellent, and first robotics competition. So they have, uh, it, it, you know, experience with this team looks great on a resume, so mm -hmm. they're applying to colleges or applying for a job. Right. Um, and uh, there are also many scholarships available through first for students for okay. college. Yep. Um, uh, it, the robotics is a big family, so there are kids that have graduated. They come back to the lab all the time to say hi. Mm -hmm. They end up in the real workforce, so we're not these kids that are in the 
team now are looking for jobs. Yep. The students that You're came building. through the team have real jobs in the right. real world. So yep. the connections that, are work. Yeah, I have the line and I use it on my LinkedIn profile, but facilitate the network and let the net work. That's and a good line. I like that, that. That effectively, <laughs> when I was job searching, that was the, the lesson that came out. Because if I hadn't already built the relationship with whoever, you right. know, trying to do a cold call, it, it just wasn't going to work. But if you had somebody that knew somebody and then you built the relationship, right. et cetera, it made it much easier to have that conversation. Right. Right. So, yeah. It's, Could you put that quote on and give me credit for it? I, <laughs> Just kidding. Just there's, kidding. There's, very little royalty, there's very little royalty associated with that one, so you can re, you can reuse it. Yeah. Uh, and my last comment on that would be um, that the kickoff again is this Saturday, the sixth, at the library, ten thirty at the library. We're going to be there for the, um, through kickoff, and then we're going to walk down to the back to the lab mm -hmm. for a bit. Um, and it's never too late to join. So we don't. We never have a deadline. If somebody in February decides they're not right. busy, so if you miss February sixth, then you still want to do something. The contact we, we, info will include, yeah. and they just reach out. They're welcome to come down and check out the lab with their their child and mm -hmm. see if they like it. They can even start to go to the meetings, and if they don't like it, mm -hmm. that's fine. Uh, we have uh, we have unfortunately have three registrations. You got to register with us. Uh, contact info, etc. Right. Uh, we we ask for a three hundred dollar uh, per family donation to okay. support the expenses, which it costs us six thousand dollars just to register for competition. Right. And then we get robot parts, etc. Right. Uh, but we wouldn't turn a kid away. Yeah. Um, so there's, so there's our registration, then there's four H registration. That's a forty dollar registration. Mm -hmm. um, that's again, I, I think I mentioned it's our parent nonprofit organization. Right. That so has, you don't so that have has to, to happen. A, you don't have to be a separate nonprofit. You're under their. We're umbrella. under them, so we do our annual reporting for the IRS through 4-H UMass. Right. right. Yeah. So that saves you money as an organization and allows you to yeah. focus on other things. It also comes with some liability insurance to do that. That helps. And then, uh, and then the third registration is first registration. That, that's not really a big deal. You got to go online, mm -hmm. register, you know, get a register with first FRC, and then they make you. Click on a couple of waivers that, mm -hmm. uh, that just acknowledge uh, right. some of the dangers um, with the program, and I, I, the safety is always first with with all three of those entities. So mm -hmm. there's no um, real danger there. Just right. we have to keep it in the forefront. Yep. So, yeah. And then, uh, you know, if anybody's interested, they can reach out to us on Facebook.com forward slash Alarm Robotics two zero seven nine. Um, and 2079 is their group number, if per se. So yeah, yeah. it's our team number. That's yeah. our team number team amongst number. hundreds of teams that compete uh, all across the sure. globe, actually, right? Yeah. yeah, but if you notice, like, we are 2079, so we're, like, way up there. There are teams that have, like, you know, four-digit, five-digit numbers now. Yeah. So this team, we, we take pride that we... You this team in an early... Yeah, 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 it has a long history yeah. of you know, achievement and student, um, student gain. Sure. That's yeah. similar to like having a low numbered license plate. Ooh, how did they get that? They must, yeah. Yeah, they must have known right. somebody. Well, yeah, 2079, that, that, that rings a bell. And then with your success, people then recognize that, oh, yeah, 
that's why you've been doing the work over the time and building the group and yeah definitely I think since um, 2007 I think John said the first team was 2007 mm-hmm Good. What were you going to say? Um, so just one uh, thing I would like to add. Um, so while, you know, STEM field is like, as most people might know, it's, you know, it's wrong to say this, but it's true. Uh, it's dominated by males. Right. And so we make an active effort to recruit girls, to retain them, and to make sure that they have the confidence in technology and they learn everything that they would like to learn. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah. our mentors are very conscious of the fact that girls will not do art and craft and just art and like, you know, do other soft things. They will sit down and do programming. Sure. And so our um, CAD, a recent, we had a CAD hackathon and the, the prize winner is a eighth grade um, girl. So we're like, you know, we're trying to break the glass ceiling, invite mm -hmm. more girls in. And like, we do not, uh, like not just girls, but like, we do not hold bias against. Uh, we welcome everybody, regardless of their gender, sure. uh, ethnicity, town, or right. any of those barriers. Yeah. Yeah. One of our seniors is a, our female members is a senior at Franklin High School. Yep. So, it's happy to see her come back. Yeah. Yeah, and all our kids, like, you know, they, um, this builds technical competencies in them and they go a long way in choosing their college path um, and then having a fulfilling career and you know finding a fulfillment in life mm -hmm. so yeah. it's very important for everybody to have that confidence that they will be welcomed um, regardless and be treated as equal no, I totally agree I, I think that's one of the the media's failings, in, given the generalization of media, uh, mainstream media, where they promote kind of the, the soccer star, the basketball star, when from a high school level, it's really like one in a million is actually going to get an NBA contract or an NFL contract, etc. Where practically, will do technology. The practicality and the success through some other STEM route is far more Greater, practical. Yeah far yeah. greater than trying to go through an athletic route. And I, I was an athlete, cross-country runner, track and field. Up until a few years ago, <laughs> I was still running, but now I'm walking farther than I was <laughs> running before, so. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did want to make sure that we thanked the town, uh, Jamie Helen, uh, at the outset. Mike D'Angelo, uh, th those two guys have uh, been very supportive, and their teams have been mm -hmm. very supportive of our, of our robotics team. Right. Um, like I said earlier, just you know, retrofitting the lab as needed for us. You know, they got the the funding. Mm -hmm. uh, they worked with the historical commission to get us the, right. the funding that was necessary and, through uh, the community. Uh, community Preservation Act. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, the school is looking awesome. Yep. Uh, it's clean as a whistle. Mm -hmm. uh, we're our neighbors love it. We're getting along with our neighbors. It's uh, our story too good to be true. That's almost. a win-win. I'm not going to knock on the glass right <laughs> now, but, but uh, no, it has really been a great relationship, and uh, it's good for the kids. So, yeah, we appreciate sure. that. Yeah, no, it's 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 good to have you here. As we mentioned before, you're continuing the educational purpose for the institution, but creating that or fostering that curiosity and 
creativity in the students, youth, <laughs> then getting older and getting out to college, etc., and then they'll come back, and then that entire cycle is, is, is working, so that's fine. Yeah. Thank you for taking time to share the story uh, with me and the listeners. On behalf, I thank you for them as well, and hopefully they'll reach out as they say, hey, I want to find out more about this. And certainly in the show notes, we've got your, or we'll have your Facebook page, your website, your email contacts, and they'll be able to share this audio. And who knows, you'll get maybe a hundred kids oh, <laughs> signed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having us. Uh, appreciate Thank you it. so much. Final reminder for the listeners: we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.